Have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it? What a note say, Dan. Cat dead. Details later. See, the police are always off track with this shit. If they'd watch prom night, they'd save time. There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and this week, my guest is the one and only Paul Mazurkowicz, drummer for the legendary Cannibal Corpse. Now, before we get into this week's interview, I just want to let you guys know if you'd like to support the podcast, you can sign up for the Patreon for $2 a month. You'll get monthly bonus episodes where me and a past guest go over one of their favorite horror films, as well as I'll send you some stickers, some guitar picks, and some other stuff as well. So, Or you can go pick up a shirt over at The Big Cartel. The link for both of those will be in the description, and your supporters is appreciated either way. Don't forget to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're an Apple user, the reviews are highly appreciated. And here's this week's interview. We can hop into the podcast, man, if you don't mind. uh... Usually I start with some music questions before we jump into the horror stuff, you know, just kind of some brief questions. But uh, my sure. first one being, you guys released Violence Unimagined back in April. You know, how was working on an album during a pandemic and COVID and stuff like that? Oh, it was cool, man. You know, luckily we got it done, of course, you know. I mean, right, we started recording right when the whole the pandemic basically hit. So, you know, we were just concerned, of course, were we going to be able to record because, uh, you know, is the studio going to get shut down? Are we going to be able to travel? All those kind of things. Yeah. So, um, you know, luckily that all worked out. We were able to, you know, go on, uh, you know, get completed on schedule, I, I guess. You know, the, the biggest problem was that just Alex, our bass player, wasn't able to travel from Portland, Oregon, where he lives, you know, to record his bass tracks. He was... Yeah, you know, he had to do them in his home studio. But other than that, and it still worked out great. I mean, it, you know, the, yeah. the whole uh, recording, uh, his 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 tracks, all that, whatever he had to do, worked out great. So so that was the only little bit of a hiccup. But, you know, we made it past that. And, uh, yeah, we were fortunate to be able to get that done in that time, you know. Hell yeah. Production on that album sounds great. Like, you wouldn't even really be able to tell. So Nice. So I- yeah, and now that, uh, and of course, that was the beginning of the pandemic. Now it's finally over. Are you uh, guys glad to finally be able to hit the road, you know, play some of them songs live and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we just had our first show at Psycho Vegas last weekend. Um, you oh, know, yeah. first, time, first time playing since uh, November of 19. So, so that was an uh, exciting time, of course. Really cool to, you know, to, to be able to do that. I mean, we only played one new song. I mean, when we're, we only get an hour and it's a festival setting. So, we have so many other uh, albums, of course, to, uh, you know, to to deal with. So we just we yeah. just figured, you know what, maybe we'll just do one new song. We end up only playing 11 songs. So yeah. um, but right when we finally hit the road for a tour and all that, we'll be able to play some of the, you know, more more of the new songs. And, you know, we're definitely looking forward to that when that time comes. Oh, yeah. Do you have a song uh, on the album that you're most excited to play? I mean, it was probably the one we just did. I like Humane Harvest. Uh, That's my favorite song on the record. That was the song we put out first as the first track, you know, for everyone to hear. And that was the song we played at uh, Psycho Vegas. So so to me, that's, you know, my personal favorite from the record. And it's definitely a lot of fun to play. So so um, I'm sure, of course, that one will be in the set, you know, from uh, for the future. Hell yeah. And uh, lastly, before we jump into the horror stuff, I just want to ask, you know, do you have anything else that you want to promote or, you know, let the people know about before we uh, 
you know, whether it be, you know, Cannibal Corpse related or if you have another project that you're working on, whether it be music related or not? Well, funny you should ask me that. Actually, I do got another uh, a side project that I've been working on since actually last May. Oh, yeah. um, you know, since the, you know, when the when the recording was done back, I guess, uh, you know, hit the studio in April. And then I was done, you know, still took a few, a few more months to finish the recording, of course, with everybody else. But, yeah. you know, the drums are always done first and, and I was able to relax a little bit. But obviously we knew we, we were going to have some downtime. And um, I, I started a, like a pretty much a rock and roll project with a couple guys here. And we're in the process of trying to finalize that as we speak with, uh, you know, getting the vocals together and all that. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to doing something with it because I had a project a few years back with Jack Owen when he was still in the band shit 20 years ago now at this point. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we ended up writing some material, same kind of vein, rock and roll kind of stuff. And uh, we played a couple shows in Tampa, but we never really did anything with the music. This time around, we'd like to do something with this music, you know, so we're like, uh, you know, we got a decent, uh, you know, recording made. And uh, like I said, we're just finalizing the vocals on that. And, you know, soon enough, we'll get out that out to the masses, whether it's on a record label or we just do it ourselves or what have you. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, but, but yeah, but the name of the band is going to be called Umbilicus. Hell yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, so that'll that'll be, you know, that'll be coming within the, you know, in, in, in a short period of time here. That'll be known more to the public. So not a lot of not a lot of people know of it yet so far. I've I've talked about it. If it's brought up like you just brought it up, then I'll talk about it. Otherwise, I'm not going to say anything, you know, until we really start pushing it. But uh, but since you brought it up, that's what's happening. Hell yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Is uh, do you guys have like a certain like a release date goal in mind? You know, not like an, an not an exact date, but you know, kind of like a uh, you know, spring, winter, fall type. No, no. I mean, we, so we, the thing is, we we got the project. It's a four piece. It's a it's myself, a bass player Vernon Blake, guitar player actually Taylor Nordberg plays in uh, in Human Condition. Oh yeah. You know, um, he was playing in Massacre, and he's done a bunch of other. He's doing a bunch of bands, but yeah, um, it, it's us three as the musicians. It's and then we got a we got a vocalist uh, Brian Stevenson from from actually from Canada, mm-hmm. and we just got him in the band a few months back. So that was the last piece of the puzzle to get the vocals together. So like I said, we're in the process of finishing up the vocals. The songs are written. We have 10 songs written and yeah. recorded. So now we got to finish the vocals for that. So, so we're kind of like just taking our time here, you know, yeah. so there's really no set time frame. obviously sooner than later would be nice, but I can't give a, def- a definitive on when anything would be released or when we'd have this finished to be able to be put out, put out to the masses. But, but I, I would have to say within, you know, hopefully within, you know, a few year, a few months, half a year at, at most, uh, you know, so, um, but uh, yeah, it's a tough one to answer. Especially, I guess, uh, if you have plans to shop the record too, you never know how long that could end up taking if you want to do that for a little bit. So, yeah, we may do that. Like I said, we're not sure what we want to do. We got to figure out a game plan if we want to do that, or we just want to release it ourselves or what have you. But, uh, but, we, we, but either way, this music will get out to the masses. It's oh, yeah. important that we want it to get out. And, uh, you know, I think we wrote some pretty cool, you know, rock kind of, you know, just old solid rock songs, you know, vein of, you know, vein of the seventies, mid seventies, early eighties kind of style stuff. Oh yeah. Definitely looking forward to it. But cool, uh, man. Oh yeah. So we, uh, we can dive into the horror movies, man, if that's cool with you. Yeah, man. So uh, my first question is, uh, is, uh, what was your relationship with them growing up and, you know, did it change at all as you got older? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, when, when I look back at my, my horror movie kind of, you know, viewing days or years or whatever, or, 
life, I guess you should say. It's, I, you know, I probably watched way more back in the early days than I do now. That's for yeah. sure. You know, I, I find myself, you know, every now and then I might see a newer, newer release, you know, um, but it seems few and far between these days. Mm. Um, you know, but definitely in the old, when, you know, when you're growing up, you're a teenager and all that, you know, I mean, that was just such a big deal, you know, back then, especially when, you know, the movies that were starting to come out that really, I don't know. I mean, my, my all-time favorites are going to be the ones that I grew up with, obviously in the yeah. early eighties and all that. So, uh, so I, I, I saw a lot back then, definitely saw a lot more, you know, when I was a teenager and, you know, probably in my twenties and all that growing up. And, uh, you know, like I said, it just seems to, um, not be as uh, prominent in my in my movie watching as much as it was back then these days. So, you know, yeah. who knows why? But uh, you know, they're still they're still cool. They're still you know great. Uh, it's a great genre, of course. You know, and and of course it influenced uh, Cannibal Corpse uh, in in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. I mean, you know the yeah, having uh, the whole horror aspect with the band and the zombies and just you know just crazy stuff like that that was a, you know was a big part of uh, you know why we ended up doing what we do you know because of of movies and things hell yeah and do you have a uh, like a favorite horror movie of all time or maybe like a few that kind of sit at the top you know with horror being so broad and you know there being so many over the decades i know it's kind of hard to you know pick that top one but yeah, I mean, like I said, definitely looking back, it's like, the you know, it's the ones that I grew up with, you know, that I, I still would say are my favorite, you know, probably like the first Halloween, yeah. you know, um, that was just such a creepy movie. And to me, it still is to this day. But, you know, seeing it back when you're a young teen back in the early 80s, it was just like, you know, this is this is crazy, you know, um, you know, first one, second one as well. You know, The Exorcist, of course, you know, that was, uh, you know, when, you know, when that first came out, that was just insane and seeing that, you know, when you were younger and, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm really fond of the, the early Friday the 13th, you know, part one and two, especially, Hell I yeah. think, you know, we're, we're great, great horror films and, you know, just awesome, uh, you know, awesome time, awesome, awesome fun, of course, but, uh, mm. You know, those, those would be my favorite, definitely. Uh, you know, The Shining, of course, you know, another another great one. You know, but like I said, it seems like uh, it's all going to be stuff from way back in the day. Um, you yeah. know, the Evil Deads, you know, Evil Dead 2, of course, even with the humor in there. I mean, it was just so, uh, what a crazy movie that was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, that was a lot of fun, of course. So, uh, so yeah, that, that, would, that would be another another one as well. Oh, yeah. No, one thing, I uh, like you said, the humor in Evil Dead, too. And one thing I really enjoy about that film is like when somebody's talking about films that people should see today, you know, that become horror fans. I always feel like that should be one because it really shows how fun 80s horror could be. You know what I mean? Like, of course, it stretches past that to like Reanimator and uh, like the really wild stuff like, uh, you know, Critters and Ghoulies and shit like that. But, you know, just like that right there is a like antithesis of like a good horror movie but also like just a super fun like uh time watching a movie you know yeah yeah you're no you totally hit the nail on the head right there you know you're gonna tell anybody about like you know if they yeah give them a, a suggestion or give them you know something to watch that's got to be one of them exactly you know so yeah. yeah awesome fun what a great movie yeah and of course, The Shining as well, which that's one thing I like is uh, both of those show like different ends of the spectrum as far as like practical effects, you know, like Stanley Kubrick, you know, killed it with practical effects, but he had pretty high budgets where, you know, it shows uh, Sam Raimi, you know, he killed it with practical effects with no budget. So it just goes to yeah. show that, you know, uh, practical effects at any level really works. It's just a matter of like having the right people behind it and stuff like that as well. 
Oh yeah, totally. You know, some of these guys were amazing, like Savini, Tom Savini, of course. You know, doing the you know, the the dead movies and all that. I mean, yeah. You know, you're, if you got a great horror guy like that, you know, that's you know that was just so awesome about. It. Of course, those movies too. It's just be, you know pre CGI, all that kind of stuff. You know, where you just you had to you had to make it work by you know using real props and all this kind of stuff. And some of it's just so real. You know, yeah. movies like the Gates of Hell. That's another one that was just very you know all those Fulci movies. You know. So those are those are classics as well and and you know the, the, arguably probably you know the the best the horror movies ever made you know back in the day then you know so uh yeah but yeah yeah it's some uh some crazy stuff to think back at you know yeah i still think one of the uh the drill to the head and uh, gates of hell is still one of the, like the craziest kills that i've seen like in a movie pretty much but yeah, it is, man. Yeah, it's funny. I, I mentioned that, too, because I didn't really give this too much thought. You know, I haven't thought of a lot of these movies. And and I, you know, that one comes in my head. And I'm like, my gosh, yeah. yeah, that was a pretty brutal movie. I haven't seen that one in a long time. It's almost I got to kind of go back and watch that just to relive because uh, I remember that one being just pretty insane. Yeah. No, all Fulci's movies are like one of those that it's like kind of hard to follow the story. So it's hard to like remember the actual story, but you always remember some like crazy ass kills and shit that happened and stuff. So. Well, that's what you're going to remember. Right. You're not, yeah. you might not remember the right story and all that, but you're going to remember every kill that happened because yeah. you know, holy crap, that was insane. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, I know you said that uh, you like catch a uh, new one here or there, you know, you know, when you get time to, has there been a, like any newer ones and by newer, I mean like 10 to 15 years or so that have really uh, caught your attention that you uh, enjoyed. And of course they don't have to be like a favorite of all time, but just something you like kind of really enjoyed. And uh, like you think about every, every now and then. Yeah. You know, the one that really caught me and I didn't think would too much was the ring, you know? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I was like, man, that one, I thought that was pretty, pretty creepy. You know, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I definitely, uh, you know, looked at at that one as being like that one kind of grabbed me a little more maybe than I thought it would have kind of a thing, you know, like, yeah. you know, you've, you've seen so many. There's so many I'm sure I saw that I just don't even remember because they just fall to the wayside, you know, and you're going, ah, that was just like whatever. And then something like the ring, you're just like, man, that, I don't know, something about that just kind of creeps you out a little bit, you know, and, you know, some good visuals and, you know, a cool story and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that that one caught me pretty, pretty good. Um, you know, I don't know if you'd call it really a horror movie. It's more of a suspense, but the sixth sense, you know, that that was pretty, pretty insane. You know, that was like, what a good movie, but obviously not really, not really horror, I guess, you know, but, uh, you know, but I, I, I want to think I remember that one. Then I saw, yeah. What did I see recently? I saw that one with, um, I took my daughter. We went and saw one a couple months back and there you go. It was one of those. It was okay. And then you just can't remember what the hell it was. All I remember, I've never watched the walking dead. I've yeah. never watched any of it, but the guy that plays in the walking dead, the, the, you know, whatever the, the main guy, Negan, I guess his name is. I don't oh, know okay. You know, yeah. He uh, was in whatever movie he was in recently. Uh, the unholy, the, I think. Yeah. 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 That yeah. was it. Yeah. That, there you go. That, <laughs> I saw that. That was okay. It wasn't bad, you know. Yeah. It wasn't amazing, you know, but it was it was entertaining, I suppose. But there you go. I, I forgot the name of it. And you know, that's just, you know, that's that's what happens with these <laughs> movies to me these days. They, you know, you remember them for a minute and then you know, a couple months back and you go by and you're like, what the heck was that? That that was the one. So that would have been the one I saw the most recent. Yeah. Um, you know, saw that at the theater. Oh yeah. No, I only uh, even knew the name because I work at a theater and we had it for a couple of weeks. So of course, oh, cool. like, oh, I never nice. I never actually watched it though because uh, I kept catching glimpses of it like up in the projector room and uh 
I don't know. Some of the CGI just looked iffy to me. Plus, some of the kids in there were hating on it. So I was like, oh, I won't waste my time. I wait till it hits like streaming and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I don't blame you. I think we just went and saw my daughter's 15. So, of course, she was like, oh, you know, she she likes the, the guy that's in The Walking Dead. Of course, she watched, she watched The Walking Dead. So I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, we'll go see that. Why not? Something different. Because normally we're not seeing like more of a horror kind of a movie. So, uh, yeah. so it was just something to see. It wasn't like I was like totally pumped to see it. You know, there's another one was, um, I guess, the, the Quiet place that wasn't too bad i guess oh, you yeah. know that wasn't too bad it was, it's a cool concept i mean you know nothing uh you know maybe they could have done better with it perhaps obviously they did well enough at the box office to make a part two but yeah. you know I, I thought the concept was pretty cool you know uh, a movie like that yeah have you called part two yet you know, it's funny. We, we haven't. And my daughter just brought that up to me like two days ago saying we have to see that we we, we didn't see it. Yeah. And I haven't seen it. I'm going to see it, of course. And the, another big reason why I want to see that is I know it was filmed in Buffalo, where we're from. And oh. I, actually, most of it was filmed in Akron, New York. And that's where Jack and Alex lived in oh, yeah. Akron. They're, they were they're from Akron, which is like a small little town outside of Buffalo. So the hmm. fact that 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 Akron, New York is in this movie movie and then of course you know when you saw the trailer you know and then you say oh the grand island bridges i know that i'm like man i gotta see this of course being from buffalo you know seeing all these landmarks and all and and things that you grew up with and that you were surrounded by it's it's a pretty cool thing so so oh, give yeah. me another reason incentive to see it but yeah i've yet to see it so i'll have to have to catch that soon i'm sure it's on like a pay-per-view now or something like that Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it's actually on Paramount Plus if you have that, oh, or if you want to at least try like uh, you could always do like a free trial and at least watch that. You know what I mean? And kind of like yeah. whatever whatever else they have cool. for a week or whatever. Cool. Yeah. But um, that's how I actually ended up watching it. Uh, even though we had it at the theater, you know, just sometimes when you're so busy working, you don't get time to get up there. So yeah. and uh, sometimes I just have to wait and catch them when I get when I have time at home and stuff. But right, um, right. But I actually enjoyed it more than the first one. Oh, uh, okay. I, I enjoyed the first one quite a little bit, but uh. I enjoyed that one even more, so I highly recommend it. But oh, cool! Well, yeah, no, definitely check it out. Since seeing the first one too, it's almost like I oh, got to see the second one. You know, kind of. I know it, it. It takes off from where it left off, I guess, from the first one, apparently, right? So uh, yeah, yeah, immediately, pretty much. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I'll I'll definitely see it one of these days soon. Hell yeah! No, I highly recommend that. And then uh, I do want to comment and say that one. That's one thing I do enjoy about movies like The Unholy is. Uh, they're not so gory and they're not like terrifying to where like they're perfect for kids that are like in, in between like 13 to 16 to really go like enjoy horror and kind of get them started for horror. So like as they get older, right. they can develop that love for it that they can venture into like, oh, now they can go back and watch The Exorcist and right. you know, stuff right. like that. So now I really yeah. enjoy those movies for that reason, for sure. It's like a gateway drug to horror. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're totally correct on that, you know, and that's a good thing to have, you know, because, yeah, they can't all be, you know, it's good to have some sort of a story and then, you know, have minimal, you know, gore and, you know, you gotta, I don't know, you know, you can't rely on uh, just all gore and just all visual to me, you know, I mean, and some do, it depends on the movie, I guess, depends on what you're going for, but it's good to have some sort of a you know some cool story and then exactly something for the for the for the kids that can uh you know d delve in and exactly uh, get into the genre as opposed to be just blown away right off the bat and never wanting to watch anything ever again because it scared the living crap out of them right so <laughs> yeah no definitely that's exactly why those movies i think do well though is because you know that that fan base there's always people of that age you know what i mean so it just kind of passes on to the next generation and stuff yeah. like that which yeah is, uh, yeah it's yep. definitely awesome. So, but, yep, yep. 
So, uh, but uh, you mentioned you uh, enjoy the ring. That's uh, you know technically a remake of a you know Japanese horror film. Uh, how do you feel about uh, remakes? Do you usually try to check them out, or are you kind of just like ah, oh, I've seen the original. I'm not really you know kind of just bypass them. Yeah, it, you know it depends. I mean, it seems like you know like obviously I never saw the original. And I knew it was a remake of like a Japanese. I never saw that one. So you're seeing the ring, the American version, for the first time, thinking, okay, well this is all you know. Yeah, now here, maybe it, for sure. yeah. So if you saw the original, maybe you'd go, well this is going to be ridiculous, you know? And then there are some that I know that, um, you know, I haven't seen a lot of the remakes, but I've heard, you know, people talk, you know, like say, for instance, the remake of the Amityville horror, I guess everyone's like, what the, why, you know, what, what the heck, you know, I mean, this is just, you know, yeah, you're messing with like a classic and, and then, you know, I don't know. So uh, it it seems like the remakes are tough to really come by, you know, in my opinion, especially if you really got a good one, you know, Um, like I, I never saw the, the new thing the thing i never saw the remake you know which i love the original of course you know the one with kurt russell and all that what a great movie i mean that was incredible now to me i i don't know i i would go into it with skepticism of going this can't be as good you know i mean you know maybe it'll be more intense and the go you know whatever uh, the cgi uh, all that kind of stuff but i don't know i mean you're messing with a really a classic movie here that was that was amazing and you know i i just don't know if i'd be able to you know find it better you know i mean maybe i i'm i'm just speculating of course because i haven't seen it but you know so so usually i'm not really too fond of of classics especially if they were made within you know you're talking of remake within the in the last say 30 40 years now you're going to remake something that's back from the 40s 50s or 60s or something where you know black and white maybe or of course uh you know where where the technology wasn't there for visuals then okay but but nothing that's you know more modern that you're remaking I, i i don't understand that just seems more of a cash grab kind of a thing so no, definitely. And it's like, uh, that's exactly why the, it's like uh, somebody asked me one time, it's like, why don't they ever like remake the bad films? They always remake the good films. And it's like, because the cash <laughs> might not be there for the bad ones. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. Like, it, it's frustrating. I know some of these, some of these movies, they should regardless of the genre, they shouldn't be touching, you know, like no, my, yeah. don't touch with that. Don't do not make a remake. That's just, you know, that's just sacrilege. You know? Yeah. No, I definitely agree for sure. But towards the end of the, um, podcast i like to ask some hypothetical questions that mix the uh, uh, music and movies and it's just a couple of those and then one final question of course but uh my first one of those being uh i know you guys have a lot of like horror related videos and especially a lot of like super gory videos and stuff like that but if somebody approached you guys and they said we want to uh, do a short film version remake of one of your favorite horror films into a music video uh which horror film would you choose and like how would you remake it into a music video for you guys Man, that's a tough one. You know, I, I, you know, that's, that's really a tough, tough question. Um, You know, I mean, like I said, you'd have to go back and look at like, you know, something like the hollow, like Halloween or something like that, you know, yeah. Um, where I, in, in my opinion, you know, probably my favorite, like I said, I'm a, a horror film kind of uh, suspense war. So, so it would be cool to have, you know, something like that, you know, remade into, you know, one of your videos, of course, you know, um, oh, yeah. but, but I, yeah, I don't know how you'd go about that. I mean, that's where that's, you know, that's, uh, it would be, it would, it would be, it would be tough. You'd have to, you know, I mean, I guess there's a couple songs that pertain to that. Like I wrote a song not that long ago. I think it was on, um, oh gosh, I don't even remember what album, <laughs> but I wrote a song called followed home, then killed. Oh yeah. And, 
And it, and I was totally in mind. I was thinking of like kind of like Halloween, like the old eighties kind of horror, just you know, like a simple basic story, you know, like yeah. the killer just follows you, you know. I mean, in your home and and, and kills you, you know. Mm. Um, but I was totally thinking of something like you know, the, my inspiration was like a Halloween kind of a setting or what have you, and um, you know, so so it, you know, you could take a song like that's written like that, and then you know, make a video from uh, from the lyrics and and it would pertain to say something like a halloween what they how, how that movie was made and, and what they talk about or what they do then you know it, it, it could work but you know but i guess that's why we're not uh you know uh, into the film industry so much you know like you know we've got some really cool videos that happened especially these last two videos that we did with yeah. the main harvest harvest and necrogenic resurrection and they were they were totally you know it's not like we're spearheading the whole creative side of the video you know i mean that's that's the director going hey i want to stick true to what the lyrics are and what you guys were writing about and then this is you know what, what i want to do and then we usually let them just kind of do his own thing you know because that's his forte that's his his niche that's what you know what he does and you know we're not those people so luckily those videos of course turned out amazing you know and uh, are really you know little horror films in themselves you know which is which is very cool but but yeah oh. having something like halloween attached or something that would be awesome oh yeah no definitely just have like one of those uh long panning scenes of him like stalking and killing people and stuff like very brutally with y'all's yeah. music and shit would be oh, yeah. epic yeah. as fuck for sure it would be so my next one is is uh i don't know if you dabble in this kind of you know stuff at all but i'm sure you know you could always do it just you know as cannibal corpse but would you ever want to uh, compose a horror film or and or team up with somebody and compose a horror film and you know i'm sure with you know you being a percussionist you could always explore sounds and shit like that for sure and you know really have some fun with it yeah man that would be that would be totally cool you know it's just out the the the, it's never presented itself you know the opportunity has never presented itself i guess you know yeah i mean that would be another thing that you know we couldn't make that happen i mean we can of course work on that and it would be a lot of fun i'm sure and something different to do but yeah. that's going to take somebody to be contacting us going hey we want you guys or me or whomever the band to you know to to score this this horror movie or whatever that would that would be you know of course it'd be really cool you know because i oh, think yeah. we can we could probably do something pretty pretty fitting to uh for a horror movie you know if you know you'd be writing maybe a little bit different you know but uh but that that would be the fun part about it you know creating yeah. um creating music for for a movie that would be something cool so you never know i mean uh we, i'm sure we'd be open to it like i said it's just uh the opportunity has never presented itself and yeah. you never know maybe one day that will that would be pretty cool to do Hell yeah. No, definitely. What kind of uh, subgenre would you want to do? Would you want to do like uh, slasher, you know, zombies, supernatural? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess beggars couldn't be choosers, I guess, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if it, it, but if we had our choice, it would be cool to do probably some sort of a zombie kind of movie. We've obviously oh, yeah. have so much of that going on or uh, or the typical slasher, you know, movie that would be probably those two, you know, kind of, uh, you know, genres or those two kind of uh, aspects of the, the genre, so to say, would be up our alley, I guess. So, yeah. um, you know, probably one of those two would be pretty cool, of course. Oh, yeah. And I think the perfect thing would be Texas Chainsaw Massacre scored by Cannibal Corpse would be pretty epic. Yeah. Hey, there you go. There you go. Well, you never know. Maybe we'll get that call. Yeah. If Fede, Fede Alvarez, make it happen. He's the one doing yeah. the movie right now. I don't know if it's scored oh, okay. yet, but. Oh, all right. There was a new one coming out, huh? Yeah. Apparently they just announced that it got uh, dealt like to Netflix to drop. So, I mean, that's pretty oh, interesting, right. but. 
And it's doing oh, the cool. same route as uh, like Halloween 2018, where it's going to be a direct sequel to the original and shit like that. So, oh, nice. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, that those th- th- those are cool. If you're going to do sequels that are you know directly kind of going like that, that's why the yeah those newer Halloweens weren't too bad. That last one, I guess. You yeah. Know, that was- you know they're they're kind of you know doing it right i guess you know but uh but yeah awesome that's cool it's cool to hear i didn't know that oh yeah and it's the same director that did the evil dead remake which was actually oh, a pretty, yeah. pretty good remake as well so yeah i think i saw a little bit of that you know i can't remember one of those that i remember seeing it going eh, not too bad but overall still a little like yeah yeah you know, it's not the original but it's definitely yeah, exactly yeah, yeah right compared to other remakes it's good <laughs> yeah yeah i hear you i hear you but uh, so uh, my final question for you is, do uh, you have a horror story of your own? And it could be something from either being on the road with, you know, the band or something like that. Or it could be just something, you know, that happened to you in your personal life. And if uh, you have anything paranormal that happened to you, if you believe in that kind of stuff, you're more than welcome to share that as well. Well, nothing, nothing paranormal, but I do have a pretty good horror story in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny you mentioned that, too, because we just talked about this a couple of days ago with the band because Eric Rutan uh, never heard this story. And I think Alex was telling him and then Eric said, you, you know, that happened. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't know back in. And I, I, I have made the story known. It's not like nobody knows. I mean, uh, you know, I don't talk about it probably a lot, but it, I, I know I've mentioned it. it's been in magazines and interviews and all that. But yeah, but in, in uh, you know, we're going to go back way back to 1994 when we were touring in Europe and, uh, you know, Barnes was still in the band and all that kind of stuff. So it was, you know, we're talking way back and. And we just started a, a tour. I think we played maybe the first or second show. We're in, we're in Holland, um, a small little uh, town in Holland. I, I think it might have been might have been Enschede. I want to say. I, I you know, it's hard to remember certain details, but I'll never yeah. forget the, this incident that happened. But anyways, it was like two in the morning. We're you know shows over. Um, we were sharing the bus with like three other bands. There's like 22 people on this bus, you know, because there's like three bands and crew and everything. And yeah. you know, we're basically packing up and getting ready to move on to the next city. You know, it's like you said, it's about two in the morning. I think there was like maybe some sort of uh, uh, some sort of food stand was still open. Everyone was kind of walking down the road. You know, it wasn't too far from the venue, getting some, something to eat. And we're just kind of all mulling around, waiting to leave. And I remember being on the bus um with somebody it might have been barnes and somebody somebody says hey there's a fight going on outside you know and it was like what you know like what the hell is this so we all go out we we all we go outside it was a couple of us on the bus we go outside and yeah there's there's you know our alex our bass player our sound our sound guy they're fighting with like two two couple guys you know like what the hell's going on here you know out of nowhere that's just like this this little skirmish is going on so it kind of freaked us out but you know but before we knew it um there was like five of five of them. Uh, it looked like they were like just Dutch uh, uh, hoodlums that were just kind of walking from town to town, I guess, mm-hmm. um, or walking through the town, probably whatever they were, you know, some party that they were at or some bar and they were, you know, going to where they were going. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're, we're leaving. Um, be, but before we knew it, this fight has occurred uh, occurring and all our entourage and everyone's drawn to this fight man. so we got like 20 guys they're good at like five guys and there's just a couple you know everyone's fighting not everybody 
I never, I never did anything. I'm just sitting there watching. We got like 20 guys. I'm not like really a fighter unless, uh, unless I'm needed in this fight, which I'm technically not, you know, we've got other yeah. guys there pick some ass if we need be here. So um, we're, we're all, we're watching these guys fight and all of a sudden everyone breaks up at this time. There's like 20 of us. There's like five of them. There's a lot of yelling going on. Everyone's yelling at each other. They're yelling. We had a, like a German guy. He's yelling in German. They're yelling in Dutch. We're in English. I don't get the fuck get out of here. You know, whatever. Um, what the hell's going on and then all all i remember is the yelling stopped and everybody just you know kind of came together again you know the whoever was fighting and i wasn't one of these people but, but i remember looking up to my left and i'm like oh some guy is lunging at me and this guy basically just kind of like is in my vision real quick i had no time to react i just look and like whoa you know had to do one of those uh, all of a sudden i just feel this pain in my chest you know like right on my side i'm like well, i'm like great i look down i'm bleeding i go oh i must have got stabbed i bet you know i'm gonna Holy be shit. dead in about 10 minutes or 10 seconds you know yeah. so i was like what the hell you know so i look down see the blood i'm kind of in probably like a little bit of a, of a half shock at this point because i didn't expect this and um after about maybe a minute i realized okay well i i guess i'm gonna live because i'm still standing i'm you know didn't fall over i'm you know i'm not dying um but i'm in pain of course so um so the fight was over pretty quick after that. I remember, I think our guys just beat the living heck out of, you know, out of the, the, the you know, the, the five of them or whatever. And then they end up going their own way. It probably lasted maybe of five minutes, this, you know, altercation maybe. Um, but who's the casualty from this whole fight? Me. And I didn't do anything. I just was standing there and I get, you know, so anyways, we go back to the venue. I remember there was still people there, a couple girls and, you know, a couple guys, the people that work there and they sat me down in the club and I'm sitting on this chair and I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to live, you know, but obviously I'm in pain here. I'm bleeding. What the hell? So they actually called an ambulance. And I went to the hospital in, in Holland at like two in the morning, you know, I'm, I'm in the hospital. And then the, the doctor was looking at me and he goes, Hey, it looks like they deemed me that I probably got keyed. Like a guy probably stabbed me with a key. So it was yeah. like more of a blunt force kind of a thing, but he left a little gouge in my side. And, you know, so luckily it was that, and it wasn't a knife because right. If I got knifed, I'm, I probably would have been, I could have been dead, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, but he's like, Hey, you know, you, You'll, you know, you'll live. Of course, you'll be fine. You know, you, you don't even need a stitch if you don't want, one. you know, it was just a little, you know, pretty much like a hole that a key would make, you know? So I was like, yeah, well, you butterfly me up, I guess. I don't want a stitch if I don't need a stitch, you know? So, so that was that. I remember going back to the bus going, you know, I was, like I said, the kind of the main casualty out of this whole skirmish, which I just basically stood there and did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the one that gets keyed here. And, uh, you know, like I said, that was the second show of the tour. I remember we had to, you know, we're going on, we're having to play the next day. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to play now? You know, I mean, I got a hole in my side and I'm in pain here. And I remember having to get into my bunk in the bus. And that was kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of a pain. Cause I think I was had to climb up. I remember having a bunk that was a little higher up and I'm like, man, how would that hurt getting into the bunk? And but then I remember the next day, you know, the, they're just worried about, right, playing these two, these shows. And luckily I was able to play, you know, luckily the tour went on. We didn't have to oh, cancel yeah. 
thing, I was able to play and, you know, and, and there we go. But I still got a still got a little, little, little remnant of that uh, from 94. I got a little bit of a scar still there on my side. And, uh, you know, that was probably the craziest thing that ever happened to me. And, uh, you know, kind of brutal and a little gory and a little horrific and, uh, you know, kind of what we're talking about here. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, I'm, a, I'm able to live to tell about it. But that was that was pretty, pretty insane. So now, hell yeah, definitely. It's crazy how fucking people will just like, you know, they're like, oh, you're with them stab. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, oh, I know. Like, you know, what the hell? I mean, that was just, uh, yeah, uh, uh, still boggles my mind, but there you go. You yeah. got drunken idiots, you know, and, uh, you know, they just were looking for trouble and it didn't matter who, you know, who they were, who was in their way or who they were going to hurt. So, you know, I, I, I'm the one that gets the, you know, the brunt of this whole, uh, excursion here, which was, which was insane. So, but like I said, I'm, I, I'm, I'm here to live to talk about it. So that's good. Yeah, definitely. Well, I appreciate you for uh, sharing, man. And like you said, thankfully it wasn't a knife. So you are here to, you know, share and everything like that. But uh, now I appreciate you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. You want to remind people, you know, what the name of your new upcoming project is and, you know, uh, you know, where they can find you if, uh, or, you know, if you just want to let them know about the band stuff and, you know, in case you keep your like personal stuff private. Yeah, man. You know, like I said, right now, um, you know, obviously Cannibal Corpse, we got Violence Unimagined that's been out for a few months now, and I'm sure most of the fans have it and know what's going on in that regard, which is is great, of course. Hopefully we'll see everybody on tour soon. Oh, but, yeah. my side, but my side project, Umbilicus, like I said, you know, that should be... Uh, you know, just uh, coming out hopefully soon, you know, within within a short amount of time, whether it's a month, two months, three months, who knows at this point. But but just keep an eye out. I'm sure, you know, once once things are rolling along that that'll be noted, uh, you know, and be talked about probably on some of the sites and all that. So but, uh, you know, umbilicus, you know, good, nice, nice hard rocking project that I'm uh, really happy to be involved with. So oh yeah, I can't wait to check it out, man. Thank you again for coming on the podcast, man. Have a good day. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. And as always, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as my guest is going to be the one and only Cone McCaslin, bass player for the pop punk band Sum 41. And for you heavy fans, since obviously Cannibal Corpse is a heavy band and Sum 41 is nowhere near the same uh, musical spectrum as them, uh, he'll be followed by Dylan Walker of Full of Hell. So be on the lookout for that the following week. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you go check out Loudmouth Threads who kill this original podcast artwork. Go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and stay safe.